Who's the best female scorer you ever seen? Myself. Outside of you, of course. <laughs> no, I'm with you, but outside uh, of you. I was honestly, I would say Maya, cause Maya, Maya get buckets, yo. Like Maya she Maya. different. That's one person I could say that get buckets. That Straight that up. that's her job. She going to get buckets. Tarasi and myself, we're like, oh, we want to pass first. But Maya definitely is going to get buckets. Say <laughs> Maya Moore is. She going to get buckets, and she's six three, and yeah. she got a quick release. Yeah. So that makes it tough to guard her, and the system that she's in makes it yeah. even harder. Yeah, she because like they know taking any shot, but she practices. And she got yeah. J work, boy. Like she, she practices. Any she shot, practices. Like, she practices that shot. Pull up three. Like her three got even better in J and work. WNBA than it was in college. Yo, what's good? Q Rich, D Miles, we the Knuckleheads. This is the ladies' edition. She is the first lady of the Knuckleheads podcast in Chicago's very own. Everybody, we got the legendary. WNBA superstar Cappy Pondexter in the building. That's what I'm talking about. The Queen. This is Q Rich and D Miles and Knuckleheads. We culture pushers. That's when I knew I was like, I'm gonna be a rebel. This is Fact Finder right here. This is a story that people don't know. You can't call me soft and you can't disrespect where I'm from. I did deal with a lot of losing, and that shit sucked. Now I gotta get crap. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. But it's always good vibes. Yo, what are y'all doing here? I thought I was just coming over to watch the game, and you guys got microphones set up in the backyard, and. Okay. I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. First of all, I'd like to say it's a pleasure and it's an honor to have you. Me coming up in basketball, I've seen a lot of basketball, but you, I got a chance to see you early and to see what you become. Like, I feel like you basketball royalty and we not only not, not only not in worthy. Illinois, but you basketball royalty to the world. What you accomplished, what you're doing, and watch it at an early age, like it's an honor and a blessing to even have you on our show, so... uh Let's get this started. Get Appreciation this going, to you. Thank you for coming. Y'all gonna make me cry. Like, <laughs> thank you. I got a story for you that uh, that I always wanted to tell you. I don't know if I told you this, but I always wanted to tell you the first time I ever seen you. I played at Lincoln High School. It was my first year, 10th grade year. You was a freshman. Our girls' basketball team was uh, Rita Adams and Keisha Cole. And they was number two or number three in the state. But I seen Chicago Marshall was number one. So I'm like, we always had it on the list. Like, oh, they finna play Chicago Marshall. Y'all boys basketball team wasn't ranked high, but y'all was ranked high. So it supposed to have been a big game, and y'all came to Lincoln. And we came to Lincoln, Allen Iverson came out with a commercial that he was doing this spin move and bouncing it, just doing it like this. So all week when he came out with this commercial, like all week or two weeks or something, our whole boys basketball team was trying to do this move fluently and could nobody really do it or get it down pat we played y'all and like before the game you know y'all played the girls played before us then the boys played soon as you get on the court you doing the move so fluently <laughs> i couldn't believe like first of all you was a girl i didn't you know i ain't have the respect and love for the girl game as much as i had it yet like i like the girls that we had but, like, you took it to a whole nother level for me, seeing how young you was. And I was a sophomore, and I was considered young 
and you was a freshman and you did this and you was playing with a girl, I think her name was Courtney. Mm-hmm. She was like the big time player on y'all squad. You was just getting there, but something about you, when I seen you for the first time, me and my mama loved you and we followed your career since then. But I want to understand like how you get all that that early. <laughs> it's like, first of all, let me say I was born in the state of California. So my mom lived in um, San Diego where my dad was stationed. And when I was born, I think I spent like a couple years here. And then she flew back to Chicago and then me and my dad came back later. My mom raised me and my brother, single parent, taking care of two kids on the west side of Chicago. It's tough. So she made sure we were in a private institution from elementary to I would say probably seventh grade for me, and then he was in the high school right there across the street from the uh, elementary school. And afterwards, he would pick me up, and then we'd go to BBR, Better Boys Foundation at the time. It was an after-school program, and he could play basketball. Mm-hmm. See, this dream was always my brother's. It was never mine. Yeah. It was just me focusing on trying to be better than him as a basketball player and staying out of his way. So that's what, the, that's what the challenge was. And my mom, in the beginning, she was like, no, you're not playing basketball, that's, that's for boys. Mm-hmm. Okay, nah, mom, but I really want to do it, you know? I could be better than my brother, that's what I'm thinking. But my brother, he was nice, don't get me wrong. He had scholarships to Duke, Michigan, all of that, but he chose to go a different route, you know? That thing that we talk about being in Chicago. Yeah. So he made that decision early, and so I saw that, and it made me push even harder for all of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just really in love with it. But the opportunity came in high school where I had the choice to go to St. Ignatius or go to John Marshall. Yeah. I'm choosing John Marshall. I want a state championship. I want, a, I want everything that goes with that program. Yeah. Dorothy Gators did a great job. She kept all distractions away from me, all distractions. So it was cool. It was a great experience. I really felt that she prepared me for Coach Stringer, and uh, she knew how to win. She motivated me. I had the choice to play volleyball or run cross country. I Mm. chose cross country, you know? Yeah. Because I didn't want to play volleyball with all the other girls. Yeah. And it was just... It was the beginning of something cool. Was it easy being a dog? Like, like you came into high school and y- y'all was the best team. You already had good players. Like, y'all was strapped. And for y'all to be strapping, then you, the future, is just as good as everybody. You a freshman starting varsity. Was that an easier transition to go ahead and take over girls basketball in Illinois? Or I mean, like, for me, like, I just love the game so much. Like, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I was like, you know what? Like, Forget everything else. I never expected to be here or do all this amazing stuff. I just want to be in the pro game. You know, that's the only thing that was on my mind. And I didn't care about, like, who this person was or this person. I wasn't disrespectful at all. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to go play basketball. That's all I wanted to do. So if you wanted to go play ball, come join me. If you didn't, okay, cool. That's, that's your problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just always in the gym. That's all I thought about. Was you surprised or you knew that you can put numbers up on the highest level in women's basketball? No. I mean, like, I look at you guys, like, you don't even, you have no idea, like, how much you guys inspired me growing up, watching you excel and go to the highest level possible. 
Like that was popping. I was like, that's cold. The attention that y'all had and grabbed for the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was too real. And you guys were like my mentors and role models too, you know, yeah. growing up. So much respect to y'all as well. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so honestly, because of you guys really like playing against Sean Dockery, Will Bynum, Shannon Brown, D Brown, yeah. all these players, like every single day, that's what I'm going against. Yeah. So for me, it was like, oh, if I can play against these guys and they throwing me around like I'm a little boy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why can't I do it at the pro level? You know, yeah. like that was just my confidence. It was built from a early age. Like, <laughs> talk about that. When did you get your confidence up to like start hooping against the boys? When was the first time you tuned a dude up and had some dude looking crazy? Yeah. Like, wait a minute, like what just happened? I, like she said, like I, everybody know that it's legend that Cap used to hoop with the boys and, and get it in. Nah, for sure. I don't know. I just enjoy playing against you guys. Like, <laughs> I do because it's like, <clears throat> no disrespect to us women, but you guys are bigger and faster. That's just what it is naturally. So yeah. to be able to say, like, okay, if I can compete against this guy yeah. or this guy, you know, it's just that easier against a girl. You know, it's just yeah. a mindset. It's no different than somebody going to the gym, like, three times a, a day, you know? Yeah. It's the same kind of practice, the same thing. Do you, you remember the first time you got on the court with men and, and there was like a level that you kind of knew that you was ready for, but you kind of, you finally got to play on that court and you know, and you succeeded on that court. When was that when you felt like you succeeded? I can play five on five up and down and hold my own. Probably Small Fry. Small I started with Miss Foster, so <laughs> she was just like a coach where that pushed me. I never had like somebody critique me as hard as she did. And that was at a young age. Yeah. I was like, why is she screaming at me? What is going on? Yeah. You know, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna take it. I'll go home and cry to my, my mom and my auntie. He's like, yeah, she's being mean to me or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it made me tough as a player. And I was a center on an all boys team. So yeah. she's like, no, you, you dunk him if you can. Like, that's what she's telling me. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, my God. That's why she started, you know what I'm saying, tuning up the dudes. That was it right there. She, she had a coach telling her to dunk him. Dunk him. She was really getting mad at me. Like, so in Small Fry, you play on, like, eight feet rims. Super tall kid. You know, yeah. I could play. I knew the game a little bit just from messing around with my brother. So it was, it was just it was super cool experience, you know. I think that kind of, like, led me to where I am today. Yeah. I got the opportunity to play you three years in high school, and we both kind of seen each other kind of progress. Like, I was a grade above you, but I seen, like, how good you got as well as how good I was getting. And we kind of noticed each other in those games. I remember a game. We went to Marshall my junior year, and we lost. They popped us, and I was so mad that we <laughs> lost because I always want to beat the Chicago teams because that's the big city. Then you chose to go to Rutgers. You got a coach like that, a whole system like that. Why Rutgers? It's Tasha, man, Natasha Pointer. You know that. Whitney like, Young, Whitney yeah. Young. She was my mentor. She was the first female I said, like, yo, she, me and her play exactly. I want to, I want my handles to be like hers. Yeah. It was her. It was crazy like that. We were both in the gym doing the same things 
on it. And she's like motivating me, you know, like yeah. it's not too many individuals that'll motivate you when you're growing up trying to accomplish great things, you know? Mm-hmm. We know about the haters, you know how right. it is. Let's be real. So it, it was cool to have a, a female mentor like that at a young age, somebody that that I wanted to be like. And she felt highly about Coach Stringer. And if she felt highly about Coach Stringer, then why shouldn't I feel that way? But I had the opportunity to experience her presence and her grace. Oh, she's mighty. She's a brilliant coach. She's a brilliant lady. I would never trade that experience in my whole entire existence of being with Coach Stringer. I would never trade that experience. For me, I was hyped to see it because I knew the relationship that you and TP had developed and I knew she was a big part of you going there. And so I felt like knowing how, how dope of a coach Coach Stringer was and how, how well she did with Tasha and how high, like you said, how highly she spoke of, I was like, man, that's a dope scenario to go into where she know that, you know, Tasha's still going to be there finishing up and you're going to get a chance to vibe with her a little bit. And then learn, you know what I'm saying, when you coming in, you got somebody. It's always better when you're going somewhere and you got a familiar face up in there. You getting drafted. You're going to the Mercury. So this is the highest level of girls basketball. When you got to the WNBA, who was the first person to, like, bust your ass, give you work? Where you was like, she nice, and she gave me all them one. She killed me. And you kind of <laughs> felt it that night, you know? I don't know, because I, I came into a situation, right, because the whole world – of basketball wanted me to go to UConn, right? Yeah. So I didn't go, obviously. So being being able to play with Diana Taurasi, you know, it was like cool. You know what I'm saying? Like she actually showed me like she was a she a rock star. Can you imagine we getting off the bus like it was like LeBron in 2006? I was like, what is this? I'm a rookie experiencing all this. Like yes. we're going through airports. People like, yo, Tarasi, what's up? And then she's like, yo, this is Cappy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just a cool experience. I was like, wow, like this is crazy. And being able to play with her in Phoenix, it just erased everything about me not going to UConn. It just made it that much sweeter for me because we proved to a lot of people that we could exist. And we won two championships, a gold medal together. If I would have stayed, probably more. I know y'all the girl version of Shaq and Kobe. Like y'all, the numbers y'all was putting up. When y'all went on that championship run was amazing. Like I felt it was great for girls basketball. Like cause y'all was putting numbers up. Both of y'all, no excuse from the, the teammates, but y'all had to put these numbers up for y'all to win championship. Cause a lot of analysts thought that people was gonna beat y'all or get y'all out of there. So when y'all made that run in the playoffs and y'all won it, I felt like y'all was the, sh- the shit. Y'all was like Shaq and Kobe. Like y'all went straight through the playoffs and just bust everybody and won the championship. It, it was crazy because, like, I remember we were – our first year together, we were really trying to position ourselves to, like, make the playoffs. And I seen her perform against Houston. I've never seen anybody single-handedly in a WNBA perform like that and really put a team on their back. I think she scored, like, 62 points. Mm-hmm. And it was the – we had to win the game, which we did in, like, four overtimes yeah. to make the playoffs. But the other team had to lose – and they beat the team, and we didn't make the playoffs. Right. So that hunger, I saw that, and then she got the confidence to know what she can do for the team, and it was just like the next year, the confidence and the trust we had with, within each other, like it was at an all-time high, and I never experienced that. I never expected it. And I remember like some of my teammates, you you know, you're, you're still a rookie. You don't even know what this means, all this. I'm like, nah, but I really feel like we can – we can win. We can win one. 
You yeah. know, so it was just, it was a great experience to have early in my career. Yeah. And it taught me a lot, a great deal. How did you feel to become the one, one of the most dangerous scorers in WNBA? Like, you, you, you're a game when you clutch, you know what I'm saying? They Like, you go to teams and they, they writing up plays for you to win the game for them. And you always been a scorer since the first time I seen you. And to see on the highest level scoring like that, how does it feel to be a leading scorer, like putting up numbers? <laughs> I get buckets. <laughs> yeah, buckets. <laughs> nah, you know what? Honestly, it's like really a, a mentality because to have somebody like every night guard you, stop you, have their mindset yeah. as a you know as a scout, yeah. you gotta go through a lot. You know, a lot of shit talking, a lot of yeah. you know what I mean. Like people pushing you, grabbing your jersey, like just yeah. doing anything to distract you. It was like. All right, so I got to take my mindset to a different level as a scorer, yeah. you know what I mean? And I don't know, I just had that mentality about myself, but that came from playing with the boys early on, you know, and yeah. having the coaches that I did. Your game is to kill everything that moves. Like, I'm talking about from the day I seen you, like, you always, you had a, a mid-range jump, a little 13, 14 feet jump, you always had that. One dribble pull up, left or right. You had all that in your game like early. So and it translated every level and got higher and higher and higher. Then like I say, that's the reason that you and Tarasi won the championship. It wasn't just Tarasi who who won that championship with y'all. Like you contributed to that too. That was Batman and Robin, however they wanna say it. That's Kobe and Shaq. You had three head monster in Houston where you had Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, you had Tina Thompson. But y'all two girls that was going in and went, won the championship. <laughs> nah. That was big, and you did your numbers. I No, I agree. Look, I totally agree. I think, and Tarasi can admit it yeah. as well, that we wouldn't have won without each other, you know, because yeah. we both had the mentality. She She's an Italian from Argentina. You yeah. know, it's just different mentality. You know, mm -hmm. she had to get it from the mud. Like, I had to get it from the mud as a kid. So it just helped us, like, really, like, propel forward. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And. We accomplished something a lot. A lot. So at the time, I don't think the league knew even knew how to deal with us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was different. It was different. It was like, how did these two end up on the same squad? Right. Yes. <laughs> right. How did they just run it off like that? Playing like guys. Like she has a yes. male, you know, male distinctive <laughs> game and mine yes. is the same. So yes. to see that, to even experience it, honestly, was just because I never dreamed of none of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I loved it, mm -hmm. but I never said, like, oh, I'm going to win a championship or yeah. I'm going to be an Olympian. I ne that was, I just said I'm going to be a pro athlete. Yeah. Who, who, if anybody, who would you say growing up, like, that you patting your game after? MJ. Straight oh, up. Okay. That, 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 so that, that explains the mid-range. That explains the mid-range because she a mid-range killer. Yeah, mid-range killer. She could have been nicknamed <laughs> two-point geezers too now. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's, that's dope, though, MJ. Yes. I ain't um, mad at that. I'm appreciative of where I am now, and I think we all grown, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. We're exactly where we should be, because mm -hmm. who would have ever said, like, oh, these three would be talking about basketball and what they've all accomplished, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy to be in you guys' presence. And just to talk about basketball, everything that I accomplished, you know, because when you live in life, you tend to forget about those things, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's definitely it's 
definitely cool. Oh no, yeah, you accomplished a lot in our eyes, and you you continuing to accomplish like so much more. You know, with mm -hmm. everything that you're doing, like uh, I'll be seeing some of the panels and stuff that you be talking in and so forth on, and like all that's dope just to see us from being young kids to now that we're adults and we move in a certain way and we can grow into our own and we had our careers and had our time our memories that we'll never forget ever like i said i got so many of you like i said you one of the ones that made me really like girls basketball one of the eras you was one of the ones that was like me so i feel like the wnba and the, and the female players has come a long way I guess the rest of the world, like the networks, the ESPNs, the different teams, the TNTs, the Foxes, all of the UCN across the board, like females are getting a lot more opportunities to be able to work on shows, to be able to get, uh, I guess, constant positions as far as like where they don't have to go overseas as soon as the season over. They're getting a lot more opportunities for those type of things. What do you feel about that as far as the way that's trending for you guys? I think that's great because I think it will help us bring more popularity and exposure to the game. The, the more they physically see us in the States going to all these different events and, you know, seeing us uh, exposed on TVs, podcasts, radio stations, mm -hmm. concerts, like all the cool things where everybody attends, I think it helps build our brand, you know, our company. And I think people tend to forget that we're only 23 years old. We're celebrating 24 years this year. Mm -hmm. So... I, and I don't like to never compare the two to the game, you know, because I think it's different. Like, you guys started 24, at the age of 24, I think we had way more exposure and probably was making way more money. So yeah. it's it's like, it's different, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just think we just have to do a better job of marketing, mm -hmm. you know, and more girls staying home and getting the opportunities to stay home. Right. Maya Moore's sitting out this year. Like, mm -hmm. Tarasi set out a year just for that. Like what you think about girls? The the uh, Cambridge, Cambridge. That's, I think that's her name. Um, yeah, a few few teams from overseas paid. She, like the one year they paid Diana Taurasi not to play in the, the WNBA. Like, like yeah, she, she, she had a million said, dollars to not play. Yeah, I mean, she, of course, why wouldn't you take it? You know? No, no, no. That's definitely smart. But the Cambridge girl said she's not playing. Like, what you think about girls? Just like, uh, she's a great DJ. She can fucking rock a house. <laughs> <laughs> she can. Up. <laughs> she's talented i play with her in australia yeah i think you know she has style she's witty yeah you know australians live different i seen cambage when she was young and i try to warn everybody about her yeah, you know she's she's just as creative as i am you know yeah. and uh she thinks way out the box and out i i love her growth i think she's a tremendous basketball player and to see her do what I love as well in the music industry, you know, like yeah. being a DJ, producer, like I think she's going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of young ladies. Yeah, I think the game just needs to be supported more by like everybody because like girls basketball is dope on all cylinders. Every You watch the college game, you watch the the W and like the playoffs and stuff like that. It'd be mm -hmm. exciting, it's thrilling. I just, I don't understand it either, like why it ain't, being supported while we can't have it be bigger and why it can't be like, you know, moving in the right direction or something. Like all-star games be bigger and stuff, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, we don't even have a WMA president right now, but if you know, look at our stats, we went from 86,000 views to 116,000 views, yeah. you know? So I think numbers like that, you know, with 50% merchandise sales, obviously is going to help help the game grow behind our campaign, uh, fight against the Trump 
you know, administration. So it gave us a lot of growth this year. But I think now it's just like we need somebody that's going to progressively help us change yeah. the, the uh, WNBA. They did a great job of putting Marvel out there with the young ladies, and yeah. I think that is it's cool because everybody want to be a superhero. Right, yeah. And it's so many girls that want to play basketball. And I think it's cool for them to allow their dreams to come true. I remember growing up and I didn't have that, you know, and to be able to see it, you know, like actually happen is just like, okay, that's cool. And I I was a part of it. I could tell my kids, like, look, I helped the league grow. And, you know, like it's just passing the torch and it just is. I don't know. I'm I'm just happy to be a part of something that I love. How do you feel when you see some of the talent that's coming through now? Like yeah. um, some of the girls, like I seen the one girl in the high school in a McDonald's game that's like jumping over people, dunking. The girl with the goggles. That's and it's crazy. like, yeah, like some of the talent that you starting to see, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You starting, like, do you think it's going to take somebody like a girl like her to come through with, with like with this crazy athletic ability that, that can kind of possibly take the game to a next next level level. like as far as like because that's something that when I first saw that come across social media I was like well what is is this (laughs) I had to stop and really look and see what was going on like she was catching lobs and it was like what's going what is going on you know what's crazy to me her teammate threw it with so much confidence like I'm just gonna throw it behind me and she called it like (laughs) I said oh it's like that's when you know it's real because yeah. like she threw it like teammate nothing, got confidence. It's nothing like, that. like so. How do you feel about seeing this new talent push come through? It's scary. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I'm out of it because <laughs> those girls like they're they're just only gonna get creative with it now that yeah. they have the confidence and knowing that they can accomplish it. Because I never understood that it was just more of a saying I can thing to dunk. You know, like it. yeah. I remember, like, oh, I could touch the rim and stuff right. like that, you know, at a younger age. And then now it's like, no, nah, we're dunking. We're throwing lobs. And we know we're going to catch it and throw it down. Like, yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> that's on a whole nother level, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It just it says a lot about the game and, and where we are. I think Asia Wilson, she helped the media come to the WNBA. So it's going to only expose the game like so much more now that these younger girls are dunking. That's what everybody want to see. They want to see the girls play over the rim because if you look at our stats, it says that men are 65% more involved in our game. Those That's our fan base, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not women. So now it's like, okay, how can we get the women involved? You know, yeah, because like that's the most important the thing. Yeah. And that's the link, you know, yeah. because like obviously the men are watching us, but yeah. okay. Let's None get some love too, you know. Uh, like I, I think one of the things, women. yeah, I think one of the things that really jump off when I look at the WNBA as opposed, you know, not to say I'm comparing, but like just as opposed to the NBA, the women are a million times more fundamentally sound than we are as the you men. Think so? Yes. Please, yeah. some of the step through and the the, yeah. the one two stuff that I watch y'all do, like we can't even do in our game because we don't do it. So it get called a travel, call travel. <laughs> because we don't do some of the like some of the fundamental stuff I watch y'all do regularly. We don't do that, uh. and maybe it's because, like you said, of the big difference in athleticism. We skip stuff because oh, like okay. we can we can do this. We ain't got to do that yeah. because yeah. like y'all have to you know saying really actually be polished steps. with so many other fundamentals because. Men could just skip that phase. Or I'm a jump, so I'm gonna not do that because I could jump and do this, so I can run past here or do that. Like y'all, 
footwork be crazy, like it be precise. Everything be like super fluid. Like he say like fundamentals be on point. Y'all be polished. Like you said, probably because we have to skip steps. Like we cannot skip steps. Right. You know, but then that's also scary too because it's like if the girls can start dunking, that, yeah. you know, like it, so it's like Creating I don't know, monster. it's catch twenty twenty two, I guess. But honestly, I enjoy watching the men game so much because I look at certain things that happen. It could be like the jump pass to the person that's on the wing. You know, it's a lot of things that that's missing from our game too. You know, or you know, we just started using a snake. Yeah, you know what right. I mean, like or the. Chris Paul. You know, a lot of moves that are now popular, we're just, we're doing it in our game now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Who guards you the best? Catchings, because she was. Tamika Catchings? Because she was was tall, and, you know, she was as quick as I was as a player during the time when we played against each other. So it was a a lot different. They one of the reasons that I love women's basketball, too, like. Uh, and close Holesclaw and Pat Summit, their whole program, like just yeah. watching them coming up in them early days, like, yeah, she was nice. Nice, nah, nice. Catchings, catchings is the real deal, like, and she never gave up on any play. Yeah. On both ends of the yeah, court. Yeah, she played <laughs> crazy hard. To have a player guard you, I'm only 5'7". Yeah. People don't even realize how really small I am yeah. compared to most female players. So, you know, it's, it's different. Like, talk about how how it is for you you girls having to go after you playing the season well not so much anymore but having to go overseas and play and like where was your favorite place to play at overseas that you played yeah it's a great experience i think my favorite place to play that i've ever played was cyprus the little island between greek and turkey right and it was cool because we were still in a turkish league so we would fly to ankara to play our home games but we were practicing live in cyprus Play on an island. On an island. So I can go to the Greek side with my American passport by, like, literally a taxi and walking through the border. So mm. it was cool. Mm. It was like you get to experience, like, both sides of two countries. Basketball took us around the world and showed us, like, so much stuff. I know growing up in Chicago, you, like you say, certain things was cool, certain things were not cool. But basketball gave you the opportunity to go all the way to Rutgers and then you, you travel and play in all these different states with WNBA. You travel overseas and see all these different cultures, eat the, all these different foods. Like, how is that like? So my mom, so I was 15 when I first started traveling international. Mm-hmm. My mom signed me up for like this basketball camp, this organization, and you get to travel. So I went to Germany for my first trip by myself at 15. And I was just going to like these different camps playing basketball. So I don't know if, what it was about why she wanted me. She, my mom is like that. She just is like, you always have to try this or go to, don't, just do this, experience this, go there. By That's yourself. amazing. By myself. For a camp? Yeah, with a bunch of other kids, older kids. You know, it was like we were just trying to be seen. Yeah, you know, And I was amazing. better than everybody in the camp. And people were like, remember my name and stuff. And we was pen pals. Hmm. So, so like at fifteen, and you going is that that had to be like culture shock? Did everybody speak English? How was that? Well, it was cool to me because I enjoy to travel. Like I've and always I've been, been an adventurous kid. I've been spooked. My mom can tell you, like literally, like when I was younger, I would do like all this crazy stuff. Like I was swimming at like three months. My babysitter would literally throw me in the water. 
I started walking at one. We literally. have ourselves an adventurer, ladies and gentlemen. That's me. <laughs> I started walking like by myself because I wanted pretty panties. It's like I, yeah. I got a lot of weird, crazy stories, but yeah. I've just always been different, you know, since I was a baby. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's who I am now. Like I just love everything about anything the world has to offer. Like traveling is. I just came from Bali. I was teaching Bali. kids, and yeah. oh my god, I fell in love with that country. I could actually live there. You know what I mean? I'm like to live overseas. Like, what? <laughs> something go wrong, it'd be like it could go wrong you know, anywhere. Yeah, like. but at least I can go and tell somebody <laughs> about why it went wrong or something like that. I can tell a family member or something. Yeah, with like, the evil that you know, huh? Why you better with the evil you know, huh? You say I know what's going on over yeah, in America. Like, like, like they, I don't know what's happening. Over language, language. <laughs> I don't know this language. They look they right in your face bad. talking about you. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I just can't trust that. <laughs> like, no disrespect. Smiling like, at you like, yeah, we're going to kill him after this over with. Yeah, like, right. I could be like, man, she missing. He'd be like, be like, we can't help you. <laughs> Yo, y'all are off the like, chain. Like, we can't help you. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> what country was that? <laughs> they don't say it in that, but they said it in a different language. Like, <laughs> we can't help you. Like, oh, my and God. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> No, but it's a great experience. Like I was, I feel like he conquered fears by doing that. I was swinging over a jungle, mm. over a waterfall, like swinging mm. on a big swing. Like that was just, you know, I was riding the mopeds in the jungle, yeah. in the mud. Come on, like that. Those yeah. are life experiences that, you know, you can I always probably, say you've done. I, 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 yeah, I would probably course, do that. that I would. I would probably do that. It, it depends on what's under me when I'm what was under you when you were swinging on the road? The jungle, literally, and a waterfall. So, like, how high up was you though? I was, I, I was high over it, but I was still swinging all the way over. Was it. you secured or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I might have tried that if I'm secured or something. I've dived in caves. I've done nice. a lot of like. You dived in caves? Yeah. Like I love, I love to. You said dived in the cave? Yeah. You know when you you do the little. What is it called? See, nah, see, no. she a little bit too much. Like, see, like, I'm not expecting this type of exploration from the West Side of Chicago. You in the national camp now. You come from the West Side. Like, you, I thought you already know better than to go doing looking for something. Like, you ain't got, we ain't had to look for no trouble. Like, you going <laughs> jumping in caves I, I think it's the California base. I think that's what it is. That's what's crazy. I, I, I people never forget. knew that you was born here. Yeah, a lot I, of people. I, I, I did not know that. I don't, because I always represented Chicago. Like, that's what. You know that's what right. I mean? I thought like, you was right. <laughs> Chicago. That's right. You feel me? You yeah. Heard you. you know what I mean? She definitely, hey, queen of Chicago. Like, she definitely one of them. Like, I want to know how you got into, you huge into fashion now. That's a huge passion of yours. And I see you doing a, a gang of stuff since when you was in New York, coming to L.A. And, like, I see you doing stuff with shoes, doing collabs, doing stuff with Nike, doing dope stuff, hoodies. And how did you get all into the fashion? What's that? How, where did that passion come from? From Chicago, like, you know, our culture was so big on the 90s because Jordan yeah. inspired, Facts. you know, our city. And if you ain't had a Jordan, you was whack, period. If you ain't have Air Force Ones, you were whack, period. If you ain't have Air Maxes, you were whack, right? Yeah. Thank God for the Air Forces, though, because those was forty nine ninety nine, and I was that's what I could get my that was my oh I'm cool right here. This was my niche. My pops wasn't going over fifty dollars, man. Thank God. I mean, well, we was me. lucky though. Right. Yeah. AU for me, like that, that AU was the second. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for AU. Nah, but like just being able to love fashion, growing up with art. 
just being artistic. It was just a great experience overall because I took what I learned from the 90s, not even consciously thinking that how much I really love fashion. I had everything like Iceberg, Tommy mm-hmm. Hilfiger, Nautica, Old Navy. Right. Anything that was popping in the 90s, I had it, you know, because that was my thing. I enjoyed dressing up, you know, and people were like always looking at me weird like, what? <laughs> but then it was like some people was like, hey, you fresh, you fresh, you fresh. And, you know, so it was cool to just continue to just grow and to really love fashion. And most people think I'm an icon, but I think I, I have so much more levels to Nah, go through dope. in the fashion industry but yeah it's been it's been a cool experience to to see where i started and where i am now paint you, you paint do i paint no but i love to go to art galleries i love to actually buy paintings yeah um collect them i i love it i love art shows so let me ask you this because i'm a person i don't understand art at all <laughs> Like, I don't understand, <laughs> yeah. like, like it'd be pictures I see that I feel like my two-year-old could scribble on and do, and it'd be like, yo, this is a million dollars. Like, when you go to art galleries, what do you focus on, or what grabs your eye or makes you want to buy a painting? Well, I wouldn't go to an art gallery without going to the art show first to learn more about the art artist's work, because that's when you grab the business card to know, like, oh, okay, they have this kind of style, you know, what you're into. It's really just how you interpret a piece of a work somebody else done. It's like us on the court. Like if we're, you know, their favorite to player, you know, they'll tap in in any kind of way to learn more about us, to collect us, you know. Like so, it's the same thing with art. One of my favorite artists is Peter Tunning, and I walked. In, I was walking in Soho, and I remember seeing this cool graffiti. I think it was like a shoe or something, and it spelled out some some words. It was really unique. So I said, okay, like this is cool. I want to go in and ask if he can create something for me because on my mind it said gratitude. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be in his own gallery that day. And I talked to him. I was like, yes, yeah, so I want a painting. And what I want to do is get a backboard. This is what I want the base to be. And I want to say gratitude. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can do that for you. No problem. So he got all this piece of like old clippings of myself doing like all cool things that I had from high school to college and the pro level. He ended up like molding on the back of the backboard mm-hmm. and then painting gratitude with two T's. And I still have the painting. I, I think it was like $14,000, but I can make so much money from mm. his yeah. his piece of art. You know, yeah. it's like stock X. It's like you buying stocks and bonds. It's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's something that you can always hold and it's like equity really. Just, did your coaches used to tell you, like, no, I want you to get buckets. Like, go, go, score all of them if you can. Yeah, Coach Drinker did. She said I was too nice. Yeah. She did all the time. What she taught me was how to take over games. Because yeah. I would get teased, you know, players would say I wasn't passing a ball or, yeah. you know, I was only thinking about myself. And I'm like, oh, really? No, I just want to, I want everybody yeah. to do well. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that was my mindset. And so for her to tell me, like, not cap, take over the game. You know, she'd give yeah. me a look like, take over the game. And I'd be like, all right, I got you. <laughs> I never got that from you. I never got that you, you were always a team player to me, but you just could score so well and so good. I I think that intimidate, they might intimidate the other girls because you can do it so well. And you never rubbed me off as like you were selfish to me at like never at one point. No, it's just yeah. that you scored so good. You like Allen Iverson and, and Kimber Walker and them, and, you know, you got that same dilemma. But it's like, but well, I need you to get these buckets for us. Yeah, to, to me, in my opinion, a bucket getter, somebody like who is like, 
you consider like a walking bucket. So it's like that's not a selfish person. That's yeah. like a smart coach gonna tell them to do their special move. That's what we yeah. used to call like like your special move is like, getting buckets. Like do your special move. Quit playing around with all this other stuff. Do your special yeah. move. Like yeah, if you know I'm what I'm saying? shooting three, they be like, oh no, D Miles, do your special move. Like, you gotta be dunking, running the court. Yeah. Special move. That's what I tell people, like, don't, you know what I'm saying? Kids used to come in when I was working for the Pistons. They be coming in and you see guys about to do their workout and stuff. And I ain't talked to them for a second. I'm like, they like, man, a couple guys be like, man, they need you to do this. I'm like, you about to try and do who? What? I said, bruh, do your special move. Don't show up in some workout talking about you about to do something you ain't never did before. Like, do what you do great. Straight up. Do that, and then if you get a chance to Master sprinkle something that. else in, like, but do your special <laughs> move, my boy. I Straight said, you up. come out here trying to do this other stuff that you think they want to see? I said, they ain't going to never see what you do good. Yeah. I said, do your special move first and foremost. <laughs> like, forget that. But you know that generation, they think different than us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they were, we gave them everything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, think about all the exposure you guys had and I had as a female they're having what we yeah. you know we gave like, that to them that, so yeah. it's like it's different now like everything we worked for just basically gave it to that generation and now they don't understand that yeah. part of it so you know it's a whole different thing whole different ball game now it's about what you're saying like the more visual now like people can see stuff now I man we ain't have all this internet and stuff you can see it now like so if you're looking at it every day on tv and then you're going outside trying it it's like eventually you do it. Like I see some of the dunks that you see nowadays. 360 between the legs. <laughs> Doom. I'm like, never seen that in the 90s. And they get paid for it. Man, like, that's, it's just crazy. That, like, I think it's just like the human body just kind of evolved once they steady seeing it. And it's just. <laughs> I, I, I be wondering that sometimes too. Like, is it, the, is it the food? Is they putting stuff in the food no. that's making us? Like, like I'm telling you, when I went, I was there. I never think that the, could be done. The, I was at the Aaron <laughs> Gordon, Zach Levine, the dunk contest in, that was in Toronto. Bruh. <laughs> like he just said, some of the stuff that was being done, it was like, come on, dog. Like, wait a minute. I'm, I was tripping that I was in person since. So it wasn't like, oh, it's on TV. It's like, some of the stuff is like, what's going on? Like, how is, none of us weren't jumping like this. Levine and Gordon was, man. And then, like, you got this young kid, Zion, coming through now. Like, come on, man. This this kid is like Khalil Mack size or whatever. Two eighty five, dunking like Dominique point two point oh. Two eighty five, and he, every time he jump, his head is at the rim, exploding through shoes. But Ronnie feels like I've never seen anybody dunk that, like that him. Is, that you is, know, that so is, it's that like is. for me, like. That is Man, true. Shout out Ronnie Fields. <laughs> shout out, the shout out, shout out Ronnie Fields. That is true. So that yeah. was one of your moments coming up that like in basketball that you remember. Well, like, him, no, nah, I mean like. Going to y'all games was you don't understand. You couldn't even get in there. Like you had to be plugged to get in a game. Definitely like you had to be plugged. You, you was not plugged. You were not going to see you guys play. It's nah, not gonna happen. <laughs> what, what, what Ronnie what Ronnie did though, for real. Nah, like like he's one of them ones, like she said though, that when he jumped and done, like he now nah, you ain't seen this before. Yeah. Like you knew when you saw he was special. Yeah. And then when KG came and joined them, it was like, oh, forget about it. It was like, <laughs> yo, this like the the biggest show in town. Literally, like, bro, like when Bulls everything when everything went down with with him in the accident, like, come on, man, like Oprah 
MJ, them type of people showed up to the hospital to see him. I bro. felt like Nipsey, yeah. like when Nipsey died, that's what I felt like mm. with Ronnie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah. how? Yeah, how could that happen? Bro, that happened that's the night we were supposed to play them the next day in the playoffs. And they beat us. Mm. They beat us with, without him. No lie. Brother, remember his little brother? What was his little brother name? Like Roscoe or something? Little brother was on the, was there. They was like, we was like, yo, one of those things where the spirit didn't move the team. We was supposed to smack them. They had Michael Wright after that. That was like it. Oh. Yeah, Mike Wright. We had some great basketball. Yeah. Word. God bless the dead. Word. Mike Wright. Mike Word. Mike Wright was cool, too, man. Super. Yeah, Super. Man. That was my dog. You Went know, we were teammates on the 98 Junior Olympic team. We won gold together. USA yeah. team. Nah, that's crazy, though. Like, I don't know. We, I mean, it's a lot of legends. Like, to see Ronnie Fields have that much, you know, mm behind his stuff, it was impactful. And it's cool to talk about it. It's like, I feel like we kind of got getting it off our chest. You know? <laughs> talk about how that feel, though. Like, you just was saying, that just made me think about what you saying that, like, the roster of people, the hoopers and yeah. the and the cold people out of Chicago, like your name is up in the middle yeah. of it. Like I'm talking about with all the dudes, like your name is up in yeah. and like you one of them ones though. Like how that feel? Your name sit right up in there. Yeah. It feels cool, you know, it's not like you hear that every single day, you know, like so it's cool to my own Chicago people telling me like, yo, like you did that. I'm like, Word. dang, like for real. Like, I did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That gives me like great hope, you know what yeah. I mean? That that people appreciated my game, you know? Cause sometimes I feel like people ain't really appreciate my game cause it was so distinctive and different, you know? Yeah. When people think about Chicago basketball, think about like, all the players, you know, yourself, you know, the guards like D Rose, Isaiah Thomas, but it was no girl like that but me, you know? Yeah. So it was different and yeah. people don't understand that. And I had a lot of backlash, you know, from the way I played cause it yeah. was aggressive. It, it was, was like aggressive. in your face. <laughs> So, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, like, but it was love, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just like, that was our go-to to survive. Yeah. That got us off the streets to not do anything else. So it was like our passion for it is just different. What is something ridiculous that you, you bought that you was like, man, I bought that. I spent that much money on that. Like. We all did. Go ahead, I mean, shake your head. We all did. We all been bit by the bug. But what if something that you paid some ridiculous price? Matter of fact, let me change this. Let me change that. Now I want to ask her actually because that is, you know what I think about it like what, Cappy, why would you? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so basically, like coming from a Dubai trip, and I saw a watch. Uh huh. Nineteen. Why would I in the airport though? Like. You were 19? No, it was 19K oh. for a watch in the airport. In the airport. In the airport. And you just wanted that watch then and now? I did. It was different. I was like, I, I worked hard. I yeah, should be able to like. You, you deserve Thanks. it. But I wasn't flexing though. No, no, we know that. We just, but you it deserve was. it. Like. It wasn't like, nah, let me correct that. It wasn't <laughs> like you wasn't doing it in the, in a, like, in a showing off type way. That's like time out. You just said you put 19K on a watch. That's flexing. <laughs> That's flexing. That don't mean like you out here being a little a butthead about it. Like I got like like you you hey you you worked hard. You earned it right there. You treated yourself one time. That was a yeah. hey look. I did. That was a flex. That was a that was a, that was a flex. <laughs> Do you still have that watch? Nah, somebody actually stole it. See? Oh, I knew. 
story up, huh? No, nah, you did not. <laughs> no, nah, but it's just, it's just, it's like just crazy though, right? Nothing. Somebody, yeah. nothing. somebody it's just, It's crazy, you know yeah. what I mean? You're not worse than a thief, bro. You're not worse than a thief. <laughs> hey, it's just the nature we live in. Like, everybody knows that that's the part of the game. Like, we're, we're at a level where, like, you know. You gotta live coming alone. back from Dubai. Yeah, that was a lot of humble bread. The nice whole though. the whole story was lightweight to bar. Like, yeah, I was on the way back from Dubai. Back from Dubai. Saw doing I thing. thought it looked nice. He said, 19. I said, that's how old you was when you was on the trip? <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nah>, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, you know, that, that's a blessing, though. That's a blessing. What's the first thing you bought when you got some money? Like, what's the first, first like, when you send your bank account and it hit six figures and you were like, oh, man, I, house. I bought, I bought, bought a, a house. house. Yeah. See, that's smart. Straight man. up. You know what, I'm just. Straight you know up. What that's what's up. We somebody at this table got some sins. What? He's one of us. <laughs> I didn't have no, no sin. When you go down, ain't the first thing we got with no house. I got a chain big enough to show. <laughs> <laughs> I had everything Wait, do you still my... have the chain? No, I no. broke that thing down about three times. I got some of the chain in some ways. It ain't the chain, though. No. <laughs> Might be a ring or a bracelet. I'm just starting to get new to this social media stuff, so it's stuff that I be kind of seeing on social media about you, but I be knowing you be speaking. I just want to word the question right to get you to talk on panels and stuff you be going to to speak on. Oh, just yeah. to Basically... I was an angel hair investor for a company I started uh, in 2010, and I was using my own money to fund my company. Yeah. And I had somebody, obviously, that wasn't agreeing with the partnership, and you know, ended up being a crazy situation. I found out a lot of different things were happening about with the company, so mm-hmm. it st- sparked my interest to learn more about financial literacy. And I met a my mentor, Rashawn Williams. And Rashawn just said, you know what, 2008, I lost all of my money on Wall Street. Yeah. Every inch that I saved up for 16 years. So he inspired me just to continue to keep going to learn about investing. And, you know, he started, he was working in tech. And working in tech, being involved with these top companies at Silicon Valley, you know, you see all the the VC deals that are passing through, and you're like, okay, like, okay, this is how you gain generational wealth. I'm like, and it's easy by just investing money that we splurged on earlier in our career by just investing that money. And then in the return part of it, you know, after IPO drop, then you can see the return of that money that you invested. Yeah. So, like, just little things like that that we missed growing up, mm-hmm. it just sparked the interest because I'm like, you know, we shouldn't, athletes and entertainers shouldn't have to be involved in, you know, something crazy, you know, every time. And I'm like, why not teach the next generation so they won't have to go through what we went through? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, it's golden, actually, because it's opened my eyes up to so much stuff with even decisions that I make. Now, like, I don't even care if somebody thinks I'm broke. Okay, go ahead, thank you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> cool. You see me, I'll, wear, I'll probably wear the same jeans. Yeah. And I'm cool. I'll switch up the shirt. Little things like that, you know, because it's like I don't mind saving my money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think know. that's the difference. Knowing, like, resetting the mind, the thermostat, mm-hmm. the financial thermostat. Going through what I went through made me have a whole new outlook 
on certain things, certain things that I feel like is valuable, certain things that I feel like is not valuable. So as you get older, like I kind of went through that stage. Now I'm just so focused and I'm so much in detail when I'm doing any business with anything or anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, sometimes you got to bump your head to find out, you know, what it really is to to get your stuff together. And I'm grown now with kids, so a lot of decisions just shouldn't be made. Mm-hmm. Instead of you being out here by yourself, you know. That, I mean, it's all a part of it, you know. Like basketball was just a small window to help us through life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we just chose something cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we're blessed. We just chose something really, really cool to really be passionate and make a living from it. You know, it's we're special as a chosen few. Everybody nice. doesn't have that opportunity, so at all. And it don't stop as long as you keep going. That's what happens. Yeah, all these kids and all these kids coming up, they like you the one. Like, it was surreal for me. Like, I know how you feel when you be like, man, it's so real that, that everybody like me and think I'm just this nice basketball player. And it posed to stay that way for just, like, ever. So it was surreal going from where I was coming from to something as big as this and do it with somebody that I looked up to, too, and getting a chance to get drafted with them, like, crazy. Yeah, especially for the city. Top five. Female basketball players ever. Ooh. Cheryl Swoops. Mm. Don Staley. Don Staley. I used to love Don Staley. <laughs> Lisa Leslie. First dunker ever. WMA history. Tina Thompson. Tina. That lipstick. Love <laughs> Tina Thompson. Oh my God. You are great. Killing the lipstick. <laughs> That's how she used to stand out to me. Real talk, though. Like, not being funny or, or nothing like that. She stood out to me because she had lipstick on and she used to be out there putting numbers up. Like, <laughs> double doubling and all that stuff. Like, killing. Nah, she, nah, she's, she definitely was her own person. Yeah. Oh, she, she brought used, fashion to the game. And I would say Tisha Penichero, because, like. Penichero. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm like, how are you? Like, basketball wasn't even that developed. Like, how are you doing? How are you doing that? Hey, she was like WNBA <laughs> Jason Williams to me. She used to be like but dribbling, how? throwing the craziest passes. That's what she right. reminded me of. Like, the, w, the WNBA white chocolate, like Jason Williams. She used to be diamond like that. I like that too. Yeah. So that, that probably my top five. So that's your top five. I had to choose. Okay, this is a hard one right here. <laughs> you got to start one, you got to bench one, and you got to cut the other one. Mm. And you know I'm going to be controversial here. Okay. We got MJ, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. We got Kobe, Kobe Bean Bryant, and we got LeBron James. <laughs> start, bench, cut. Bron, you you gotta go, you know. But we could do, you know, production and content. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how we roll. That's how we roll. But yeah, MJ, because like honestly, like he inspired me. Watching him on WGN nine. Please tell him. Oh. Please tell him. I tell people all the time. We need they don't understand. Poets and dogs. We watching every we game. Watch we watching every game. Eighty two. And, and I'm like, I'm dictating. I'm looking at the screen. Like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> 
He Every about to game. make this shot. <laughs> <laughs> we same way. The game like John Madden. Yeah. So like, and Kobe was the closest thing to that after yeah. Jordan retired. You know what I mean? So. So you starting MJ. Benching Kobe. Yeah. And you gonna cut LeBron. But I got love for all. Yeah. Everybody, no, that's that's why I say it's controversial because it's such a such a it is. three. Like the three is just just to be mentioned in it alone is greatness. Yeah, so, of so course. It's, it's a, you can't lose, but it's just a fun game. No, nah, it's definitely a fun game. Like like you said, honestly, to even say you can get to that level, I think is super cool because the fact that you're debatable. That's what I'm saying. You that's know what, what I'm I mean? saying? To like, be in that convo, to be in that it's, company. It's cool to be debatable, you know, but like for me, I feel like the person had, it's who you represent, it's who you look up to, who inspired you. Yeah. That's what it's all about at the end of the day, because somebody inspired all of us, all of us yeah. to be great, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just who you are, you know what I mean? It just depend on who you who you are, because some people say birds, some people say magic, some people say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We want to definitely thank the legendary Cap for coming out and rocking with us. Legendary. This was very special. Chicago in the house. WNBA Hall of Fame all time. Great in the building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she's Chicago's very own, everybody. Yes, yes. I represent. Yo, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Download, subscribe. Check us out. We out here. We getting it in. Knuckleheads. Yeah.